Who's got internet that's never lagging? Whose groceries do their own bagging? Who's got hair worth extra bragging? With pants that aren't too sagging? They only put up with a little nagging. Who's hotter than a fire-breathing dragon? Jack Wagon. Welcome back for another great episode, Jack Wagon family, Mullet Mafia. Nick, how's your weekend? Just kidding, I don't give a shit. Ooh, uh, wow. <laughs> no, seriously, how was your weekend? Uh, it was actually pretty good. Not yeah, gonna lie. that's good. Yeah, I had a great weekend, fun. actually. Did you? Yeah, I won I won two fantasy championships. You did? That's yeah. Right. You texted me. Uh, Villanova won. Uh, the Bears that's lost, but I, yeah, I didn't care. Um, yeah, whatever. But then Matt Nagy gets fired, and so did yeah. Ryan Pace. We'll, 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 get, we'll get to all that uh, here in a little top. bit. Back um, on top. Yeah, we're we're winning the Super Bowl next year, one hundred percent confirmed. Unless we hire Doug Peterson. Right, oh, if we hire I mean, Doug Nick Peterson, Foles we're there. If we hire Doug Peterson, we're going zero and twelve Nick Foles to start is the there. season. All right, here we go. Uh, started off. Uh, we we have a NFL recap. It was Week eighteen, first every year of Week eighteen in the NFL. Um, and it it provided a lot of excitement. Uh, it it was a lot of fun to watch football all day Sunday. And it was a banger from opening whistle, opening kickoff to closing kickoff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it started off uh, Saturday. We had two games. Um, neither one was very fascinating at all. Uh, yeah, it started on Sunday. Yeah. <clears throat> and the the first game we're going to talk about. Um, so there was clowns in the stand for Jacksonville. Uh, they dressed up to make fun of the ownership there and everything. Um, but there was also clowns on the field, and in case you missed it, uh, the Colts lost to Jacksonville um, when all they needed to do was win to make the playoffs. Um, yeah, you remember when I told you that was going to happen? I know. I, I told you so. But. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I mean, you called it, and like, I, in the back of my mind, I knew it was going to happen, too. But, um, it, I mean, I've seen the memes all weekend now. At, oh, it's <laughs> been great. That's honestly, yeah. we were talking about my addiction to Twitter recent my ad- recent addiction to twitter yeah. before we started the show and me- the memes probably are half of it my, my favorite meme is uh <laughs> the, the colts being in a win and in situation for the playoffs and losing to a two and 14 jacksonville jaguars team is the most embarrassing <laughs> thing in nfl history and it really is oh, it really 100%. is um That's, yeah I, and granted like um i was talking to somebody uh the other day i, I think yesterday about this um the Jags were definitely, definitely had to be the best two win team that I've seen. Like you've seen since Urban Meyer um, hasn't been in the picture anymore. You've they've kind of had a different swag, type of swagger about them. I think if Urban Meyer was never the coach, um, even with the the coaching staff that they had, you know, for the last couple games, um, I think that team could have won more than two games this season. I I 100% agree with you, especially if they would have kept Gardner Minshew. But still. Um, Yeah, moving on. uh, The other game we covered on Thursday. Yeah. I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve to be playing, but I think he should have sat a year, especially with how bad the rest of the team was. There was no need to play him this year. Um, Yeah, but see, then, yeah, but you start Gardner Minshew, like, that's a a rabbit hole you don't come back from because he's just going to start dropping dimes and, you know. Yeah. So, um, I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, moving on, um, we had the Steelers at the Ravens. Um, 
and this is my I told you so moment. Uh, the Steelers beat the Ravens. That it is. That it is. Um, I, I couldn't. It, it was a really good game. Uh, neither offense really produced that much. Um, I mean, it was all down to the kickers. JJ, or sorry, not JJ Watt. Um, TJ Watt uh, <laughs> tied the NFL sack record um, for season sacks at 22 and a half. Um, and the really surprising thing is he did it in only 15 games, which is just very impressive. Uh, he missed a couple games with injuries. A lot of people were, Ridiculous. you know, uh, hating on Week 18 because a lot of records did get broken this past weekend. And they're like, well, yeah, you have an extra week in the season, of course. Like, that's a complaint you can't use against T.J. Watt. Like, yeah, okay, he he had an extra week to make up for, you know, the three games he missed. Or, sorry, the two games he missed. But um, I, I think that's just ridiculous to use that argument in this situation at least he did it in 15 games that's an incredible yeah. feat nonetheless yeah um, and, I don't, and even at 18 games like he was really the only one up there i i don't think at least yeah, i don't i don't yeah, i don't know how close the next guy was but yeah uh like i know there's a lot yeah, of talk I'm, with i'm gonna look it up real quick. yeah i know there's a lot of talk with um like who should be defensive player of the year. I know Micah Parsons was thrown in that conversation. Um, a couple other DBs. Uh, I mean, I can sit here and name a lot of people, but I, I think really it should be TJ Watt. Um, Micah Parsons, by far and away, is defensive rookie of the year. Um, but TJ Watt, with you know tying the single season sack record and just the impact that he has, he is by so far and away that Qu- Robert Quinn and you should know this. Robert Quinn. I knew he had a lie. I, I didn't know how, how close he was to second so or third close. or whatever. Miles yeah. Garrett was third at 16. Yeah. So, what, he beat him by five sacks? It would be, like, four. Wait, beat Robert Quinn? Yeah. Yeah, beat Robert Quinn by four sacks. I was off by one. I'm so sorry. Uh, Moving on, we had the Saints-Falcons. Uh, The Saints needed to win and the 49ers to lose to get into the playoffs. Um, the Saints did win. Uh, it was an ugly uh, game with the Falcons. Again, um, Saints offense has really struggled. And now Taysom Hill, uh, we just found out, is getting surgery. Um, so, yeah, the, the Saints really struggled. But they, they got the win. Unfortunately for them, the 49ers ended up beating the Rams. Um, and <laughs> watching that game, like I Matt Stafford has really struggled the last few weeks. Um, and especially with the turnovers, um, his interception he threw uh, in, in the fourth quarter, or sorry, in overtime, um, was just a really dumb choice. I, don't, I know it's maybe one in the back of my mind, like, did they just lose this game on purpose so the 49ers could get in? <laughs> Not that they would do that, um, but that was it was just funny to think about. Um, but yeah, he is... It was that kind of weekend. Yeah, he has really struggled the last few weeks. Um, and then another I another I told you so moment. The uh the Dolphins beat the Patriots at home. Barely. Um, yeah. But hey, they still beat and the Patriots. Su- surprisingly had a little help from the refs. Yeah. Especially early on. But um not not a great look for the Patriots going into um the, the playoffs. Um but I've said this before. Um they for some reason just always struggle in, in Miami. I don't know if it's adjusting from you know freezing cold to 80 degree temperatures in January. Um, but it just seems whatever they play in Miami, they just always struggle. Um, 
Philadelphia is not like bright sunny places. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and then lastly, we had the Raiders Chargers game, um, which was just uh, probably I would say honestly the game of the year. It, um, yeah, it has to be. It ha- honestly it, at it least has in the conversation, the most exciting NFL game. Yeah. that and, but, I've ever been alive to witness. Yeah, and the drama that has come out afterwards. Yeah. It, um, like it was, it was a whole spectacle. It was yeah. everybody knew it going into the weekend. Everybody knew it going into the game and coming down to the wire. They're sitting there tied, completely yeah. unplanned. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it was great. Yeah, so both. So with the the Colts losing, the Colts were eliminated. The Raiders and Chargers were then the next teams in. If they tied, they both got in. If one of them won, uh, and the the Steelers would take place of whichever team lost, since they they had already beaten the Ravens. Um, so the the Raiders were up sixteen, I want to say, um, fifteen or sixteen points. Um, Chargers come storming back late in the fourth quarter. Like it wasn't like a second half comeback; it was a like last five minutes of the fourth quarter comeback. Um, they tie it. They set it to overtime, and like right then and there, I was like, oh. Okay, like, yep. All right, they're they're gonna tie. They're both gonna go to the playoffs. Whatever. Uh, char- or the Raiders get the ball first. They go down. They kick a field goal. Chargers get the ball. They go down. Um, they don't. They get inside the the ten, but they don't score. So they kick a field goal. Raiders get the ball back, and they do a couple run plays, and they're, they're letting the clock run. Um, gets to the two minute warning. Um, the Raiders just got a first down. So they snap the ball on first down. They do a little run play. They get stuffed behind the line. Um, clock's running. They let the clock run down. Snap the ball on second down with just a few seconds left. Um, hand the ball off again. Josh Jacobs got like an eight-yard run. And, uh, you know, again, they're letting the clock run. And they're getting set up for third down. And there's like three seconds left on the play clock. Like the Raiders are getting ready to snap the ball. And for some stupid reason, the Chargers took a timeout. <laughs> and it, so it has come out afterwards that, um, it, it, you know, in the press conference or whatever, they asked uh, Chargers coach, um, I forget his name right now, um, do you think that the timeout changed their mindset on going for a tie? And he said, no, I don't think it did. And Derek Carr was then asked the same question and told his response. He goes, well, obviously it did. Because there is, like, video evidence of, Players like shaking hands after the game, like, damn, were like, were you guys like even thinking about tying it? And some of the players were like, yeah, we were dead ass gonna tie you guys, and like we both going to the playoffs. And all the players yeah, like, was, oh my god. I was reading about it on Twitter because Twitter is like the place to find information nowadays. Yeah, and it's uh, it's the the prisoner syndrome, or hold on a second, prisoner something, prisoner. Sound it out. I know how to spell prisoner. <laughs> it's a big word for um, No, I was reading it. <laughs> Basically, um, like they wanted to, they wanted to tie, but by the Chargers breaking the trust bond, you know, yeah. that timeout basically said, we're going for the win, which means at that point, the Raiders had to go for the win. Whatever, yeah. and I get it. I, I mean, same in the exact same situation. I would have done the same thing. Um, yeah, that's on the Chargers for being stupid. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so meanwhile, while this all this is going on, I, I just got to take it back to fantasy football real quick. So I'm in the one uh, league championship. Oh God. I know. With Aaron. Aaron had Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr, and Austin Eckler playing in the nightcap. <laughs> I go into the game. I was up 80 points going into the last to the <laughs> Raiders Chargers game, and I was sweating. Oh, yeah. Um, Austin Eckler had two touchdowns in the first half. He had like 30 points. I was like, dude, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm going to lose. I texted you. I was like, Austin Eckler's going to cost me the championship. You did. And um, <laughs> so the, the game keeps going on. Um, Carr's going to, you know, he had, I think, two touchdown passes, so he is having a really good game. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I think, had a touchdown run, so he's having a great game. I'm like, oh, dude, this is it. I'm done. <laughs> um, so the Chargers tie it right at the end of the, uh, the second half. I had a 15-point lead going into overtime, and I immediately knew. I was like, dude, this <laughs> overtime is not what I needed. Like, I'm ruined. And, um, like, the first possession of overtime, um, Josh Jacobs ripped off like a 30-yard run. And I was like, oh, that's it. And I looked down. And my lead went from 15 to 8. And I'm like, oh, dude, this is not good. I'm sitting there, and Derek Hart completed a pass, and he got a point. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm just going to get, like, one pointed death the rest of the way out. <laughs> um, they kicked the field goal. And luckily, when the Chargers got the ball back, they did not give Austin Eckler the ball at all. Thank God. Um, <laughs> and so uh, they drive down the field, kick it. Well, then the Chargers or the Raiders get the ball back, and I just immediately went, they're going to hand it off to freaking um, Jacobs just to kill the game, and he's going to get like 20 yards and win. And thank God he did not, and I ended up winning by like six and a half points. Like, I took two shots in NyQuil because I was dealing with a cold all weekend, and I was like, I couldn't sleep through that. Like, I thought, okay, I'll take this, I'll pass out. Like, whatever happens in the game happens. And I was just so, like, amped up from watching that and just watching my score or my lead, like, dwindle. I was like, oh, my God. And I didn't sleep until after the game. Um, Poor Aaron. So, yeah, definitely one of the, uh, the I would say, definitely contender of the year. George. What's that? <laughs> I said he could have used that money for diapers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, uh, but, yeah, definitely, um, I think, candidate for game of the year, or at least one of the games of the year. Um, oh yeah, but yeah, very like, exciting I, weekend. I didn't. I had to experience it again through Twitter and videos, but because my ass was asleep. <laughs> but yeah, Hannah was. Um, I can't believe I didn't wake was, her up. Hannah was sleeping next to me, and I'm just like I didn't yell or anything, but just like how I, animated I was, I was just losing my mind. I wish I, I, I would have been up and watching it. Yeah. Uh, but Nick, why don't you give us your seeds and tell us uh, who's playing who in the first round? <laughs> what did he see? <laughs> All right. So, uh, obviously, regular season of the NFL is over. Um, playoff picture really? is set. It is. Oh, it really damn. is. It's hard. It's hard to believe. There's no week nineteen. No, I oh, wish okay. we should put it. We should petition it. Um, no, but uh, heading into the playoffs, uh, Green Bay and the Tennessee Titans have a first round bye, being that they are the number one seeds. Um, and then in the NFC, we have. Tampa Bay versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, little Tampa Bay NFC East wild card matchup again, so it should be interesting. Uh, we have Dallas. Um, yeah, this would be San Francisco at Dallas. I'm saying these backwards because George is dumb. <laughs> I'm just kidding, buddy. I love you. Um, this would be San Francisco at Dallas. Uh, 
I think this is going to be a really good game. I'm definitely excited to see it. And then we have, last but not least in the NFC, Arizona at the Los Angeles Rams. Um, and what should be, uh, this could be game of the year candidate if both teams actually play like they deserve to be in the playoffs. So we'll see. Um, and then over on the other side in the AFC, again, I said uh, Tennessee has the bye week. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Kansas City Chiefs in what could respectively be Big Ben's last game. Uh, then we have New England versus Buffalo in a uh, highly anticipated um, tiebreaker matchup. Both of these teams have won a game this season, and they both won as the away team. And New England is the away team, something to keep an eye out on. Um, and last but not least, over in the AFC side, we have uh, Cincinnati, or sorry, Las Vegas at Cincinnati. Um, and definitely is going to be a great wildcard weekend. I think that's why they called it Super Wildcard Weekend, George. Yeah, um, I am actually really excited. I tweeted this out on Sunday watching the Raiders game. Um, but I, I think they're definitely a team to watch in the playoffs. Now, I am not saying that as like, oh, this is my, my Dark Horse Super Bowl pick. I don't think they're that good. Um, but, I mean, who knows with wild things that happen in the playoffs um, that they could wind up there. But I, I definitely think they're going to be a very fun team to watch in the playoffs. Um, I, I think they could, you know, upset a team or two, um, especially Cincinnati. Not that Cincinnati's bad, um, but they've definitely... They're not an invincible team. I don't think there's any team in the playoffs this year that's invincible. The closest to that would probably be Green Bay. But even then, they have a lot of weaknesses still. I shouldn't say weak, uh, a lot, but um, I, I really think Las Tennessee Vegas... Getting Henry back, too. It, that, too. But um, I just really think the way they, they've been playing football here lately and the way they've come together as a team, I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um Definitely against Cincinnati, but, uh, you know, going forward as well, if they can pull off that upset. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree with you. They've been one of those teams that have kind of hung around, um, obviously, leading up to the drama um, on Sunday night. But, you know, they've they've hung around and managed to, managed to make things go their way um, on more than one occasion this season. So definitely will be interesting to watch. Yeah. Next weekend, or sorry, I mean, it, 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 so like going just real quick, going back to that Chargers game, it actually worked out for them that they didn't tie because if they would have tied, uh, I believe New England would have played uh, Cincinnati then. Um, the Chargers would have played Buffalo, but they would have had uh, the Raiders would have had to play Kansas City. And I believe Kansas City's beaten them like 93 to 22 combined in the, <laughs> in the two games they played already this year. Um, so yeah, it it worked out for them that they just said fuck it and won. Yeah, um, understandably. So. <laughs> understandably. But uh, moving on, we had a lot of excitement on Monday. Yes, on the um, opposite side of the NFL spectrum. Yeah. Um, well, at least I had a lot of excitement, uh, and I, I touched on it earlier. So Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are both fired from Chicago Bears. Um, I've never been so happy to see people get fired in my life. Um, other than maybe when uh, Donald Trump did the uh, Apprentice, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I was, you know, I was, don't, even, don't get into it. Don't get into it. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I was, I was very concerned 
about like I, I knew f- or not for sure, but I mean it was all but certain that Nagy was going to be gone. Um, but I really feel like the biggest and most or, or yeah, the biggest and underlying issue between everything on the Bears that's going wrong is Ryan Pace. Um, just terrible, terrible trades, especially in the draft. Uh, drafted horrible too, uh, not to mention, um, and just giving terrible contracts to players that didn't deserve it or giving, you know, good players crappy contracts. Um, so I, I was really worried that he wasn't going to get fired along with it because there's all these reports out that he was in tight with the McCaskey family and they just loved him and all this other stuff. Um, so I'm very glad they, they cut both of those loose. Um, but so far the Bills ha- or sorry, the Bears have requested to interview uh, the Bills offensive coordinator Brian Dabble and their defensive coordinator Lasley Frazier. Uh, they have also requested the Bucks offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich and their defense coordinator Todd Bowles. Brian Flores uh, will also interview for the job, as well as Doug Peterson. Um, why the hell Doug Peterson's name is circulating <laughs> NFL jobs right now? It's just absurd. What do you uh, mean he recently won a Super Bowl? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. He also beat the Bears. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. In the playoffs. Um, but yeah, um, there, there's another name coming up here uh, that has been circulating uh, that just does not make any sense. Uh, I believe Nick's going to cover that one here in a little bit. Um, but on the general manager side, they have requested so far uh, at least two people, uh, to my knowledge, that they want to interview uh, Saints assistant general manager Jeff Ireland and Browns vice president of player personnel Glenn Cook. Um I would say, as a Bears fan, I would honestly be very happy if um, we hired Blind Flores. I think he's a great coach. Uh, my my number two hire for personally would be Brian Dabble. Um, just seeing the the great things he's done with that Bills offense and the way he, you know, matured Josh Allen a lot in in that offense. Um, I'd be very excited to see him come in and work with. Uh, I can't think of his name though. Justin Fields. Yeah, Justin Fields. Um, Uber. I know. I just, I'm, here's the worst part is I literally like have a Bears picture up on my phone right now, and it's Justin Fields, and I'm just like staring at the man. And I'm like, what the hell's your name? Poor man. Um, Poor man. But yeah, and then, I mean, of course, there's also word of Jim Harbaugh uh, floating around. Um, there's a couple other that we'll get to here in a little bit floating around, uh, but I would definitely say. Brian Flores and Brian Dabble. As a Bears fan, probably my, my I would be very excited if they hired both of them or either of them. Sorry. All right, boy. Well, the best of luck for you. Thanks. Uh, are, are are you done with your team? Yeah, I'm done with the Bears. Who who uh, do you got next? I, I just want to make sure. <laughs> I didn't I didn't want to cut you short. I know you're very emotional about it. All right. So up next, uh, the Vikings have fired head coach Mike Zimmer and GM Rick Spielman. Um, Doug Peterson uh, is scheduled to interview with them. Again, why? But I mean, I guess if you're firing your coach, you're not sure, or you don't think you have better, so whatever. But um, there's also been reported, quote unquote, links to Lane Kiffin. So could be, I think, could be spicy in Minnesota. Yeah, I think Lane would be very stupid to leave Ole Miss. Um, like it, there was a point in time where he got linked to the Oregon job, and I was excited about that. I think if he stays in college, he's fine. Um, 
but yeah, for him to leave Ole Miss, but college in general, I think he would just be very poor for his career. Yeah. Um, moving on, <clears throat> the Broncos uh, fired head coach Vic Fangio, uh, which I, I feel very bad for him. Uh, I loved when he was a Bears defensive coordinator. Um, we had the best defense in the league when he was there. Um, so he he was deserving of a head coaching job. Obviously, it just didn't work out. Um, so far, the Broncos have requested permission to speak to Patriots linebacker coach Gerard Mayo and Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, and they also have an interview scheduled with uh, Doug Peterson. So... <laughs> Doug Peterson's that guy that goes around and applies to every job in the town to make sure, he, yeah, or to try to give him the best odds of getting one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> if um, if he ends up back in the league, I'll <laughs> I feel very bad for whatever team hires him. It, well, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, he did. So yeah, he did win a Super Bowl, and I don't. The Eagles were never terrible with him. I mean, the the last year he was there, they definitely weren't good, but. That Super Bowl uh, was that defense and the coordinators, and and I, I I agree. Played. I'm not saying he you know he was a reason they yeah. won, but I mean Nick nonetheless in the Super Bowl, you're, you're still a head coach at did you, you ever, know, did you ever with... know that Nick Foles is the reason they ran the Philly special? Oh yeah, I know, I know. yeah, I know. God, Doug Peterson, you never know. You know, did you know what he wanted to run? Yeah, I forget what it, what the play is, but yeah, I, um... I'm pretty positive it's been a while since since I heard about it, but I'm pretty sure he wanted to run some like draw play or something. Yeah, <laughs> and, and old BDM was like, "Nah, we're running the really special." Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'll, I'll I'll stop talking. Now. I'll let you talk about your next team. Okay, so um, in unfortunate news to me, because I wanted to see him stay around or see both of them stay around. Um, the Giants GM Dave is it Gettleman? Yeah, I would assume. Uh, retired. We'll leave it at that. And <laughs> Joe Judge was fired um, finally after all of social media was begging for it. Um, so everybody was. It was so funny yesterday to see like all these other head coaches got fired, and like Joe Judge, like he got called into a meeting, but that was it. And everybody else yeah, is like, "Are I've you never... are you serious? Like he's the one that's not fired right now? Like Brian Flores got fired before him, and everybody's oh, it was ridiculous." And I agreed with them. Uh, but yeah, it's it's good to, good to see justice done. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Sorry. Wake okay. up, buddy. I apologize. <sighs> you I'm act like you work, work all day or something. Something. Um, but no. Uh, the man. Like I don't know why it took so long. Like, and I. He I, ran a Kubi sneak <laughs> on his own five yard line on, on a, a third and twelve. Or yeah, sorry, I, third and nine. What like, the hell? I mean, I got to give him a little credit. We weren't, there's no way we were expecting it, minus the <laughs> fact that the fucking they, formation, yeah, the formation looked up, like man. we're about to run a QB sneak. Like, would it, if you had ran a QB sneak out of, like, I don't know, literally any other formation, it would have been fine. Yeah. But, whatever. Yeah, line up in shotgun and run like a QB draw. Like, yeah, that probably would have some... got you more yards than, um, yeah. 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 I mean, whatever. I'm, I, I, again, I wish. They could have stayed around, but the the only thing they haven't messed up on is Saquon, and he hasn't been healthy. They so. they have ruined Saquon, so yeah, they yeah, that, it's not Saquon's fault. But no, no, it's not his fault at all. But yeah. So, um, with that being said, 
They have requested an interview with the Bills assistant general manager, uh, Joe. Is that shown? Like, uh, you're good. Your guess is as good as mine, buddy. Okay, yeah, I'm not familiar with the, the pronunciation of these names. Uh, the Chiefs Director of Player Personnel, Ryan Poles, and Titans VP of Player Personnel, Monty Austinford. Oh, you got that one right, but you're going to get shown? What? I, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, <laughs> I guess. Shown, I, I assume I'm right about shown, too. I'm just not as confident yeah. about it. <laughs> uh, moving on, in the dumbest move, the dumbest move, of the uh, NFL offseason so far. Keyword there so far, because I'm sure there's lots more stupidity to come from, especially from the Bears. Oh, I'm sure. Um, the Dolphins have decided to fire head coach Brian Flores. Um, just absolutely. The the man has back-to-back winning seasons. Now, granted, they, they yeah, they have not made the playoffs. But uh, in the previous, I think it was like 10 years, they had one winning season. And this man did back-to-back winning seasons uh, in, in his first two years there. Um, really, I think, helped develop Tua a lot. Um, you know, he struggled, uh, especially against the Titans. Didn't look great against the Pats, but I would say compared to where he was last year, he, he's leaps and bounds ahead. Um, and, and Just very shocking to see him get fired. Um We've mentioned his name multiple times so far as a head coaching candidate. Um, so I definitely think he's going to land somewhere and hopefully with a team that gives him a lot more support. I really hope, like I said, hope he goes to the Bears because the Bears will keep a bad head coach around for years. Um, so I'm very interested to see where he goes from here. Uh, so far, they have the Dolphins have requested interviews with Bills offensive coordinator Brian Dabble. And Cardinals defense coordinator Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph was previously a defense coordinator for the Dolphins, um, so he does still have some ties there. Um, and obviously, that's all we have so far. There's there's probably more people they're going to request here soon, um, and plenty of other people they're going to bring in for interviews, uh, like Doug. Uh, I believe they actually already have interviewed <laughs> Doug Peterson. Um, yeah, they're not bringing in Nick Saban. Um, I'm going to speak it into existence. Yeah. Okay. Just kidding. He ain't going nowhere. He'd be dumb too. Yeah, I, dumb. I agree. I agree. <laughs> anyway, um, speaking of dumb, college head coaches going to the NFL. Uh, the Jaguars, as everybody is well aware of by now, fired head coach Urban Meyer um, before the season was even complete. Um, like everybody else looking for a head coach, Doug, P- Doug Peterson has interviewed. This man was in line like two o'clock in the morning. He was the first one in everybody's door didn't care um anyway uh and the uh we'll update with more i assume as we hear about it uh the it's weird that they have like made no news so far about like the only news i have found like there's a couple people like oh we're interested but like the only news i've seen so far is yeah we interviewed doug peterson (laughs) oh okay (laughs) good for you um and something to note on the dolphins the way Everybody thinks that there's a big hire coming um, with the way they pushed Flores out. So we'll see. That's what the Twitterverse says. Um, it'll probably be somebody dumb because it's Miami and they're too messed up on coke and alcohol to <laughs> care about what their football team's doing. I don't know. I ain't never been to Miami. Um, no offense to anybody that lives there. But uh, the Raiders... Um, as everybody 
knows, just like the Urban Meyer situation, fired John Gruden in the middle of the season. Yeah, um, she resigned. I missed that note. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're, you're, right, you're right. It's fair. Either way, he might. He was forcibly resigned. Yeah. <laughs> he resigned, like, with the gun to his head, basically. <laughs> Not quite. Well, I don't know. Maybe the NFL's ruthless. But anyway, um, Rich Basatia. Uh, currently, the interim coach is favored to return after leading them to the playoffs. Um, notable names to watch out for. Uh, this and, is, and these are for any coaching job. Yeah, in general. Um, Jim Harbaugh, Ryan Day, uh, Jim Caldwell, former Colts and Lions coach, and Kellen Moore, the Dallas offensive coordinator. So uh, yeah, th- Those are just the names that we hadn't mentioned so far. And the one I, I said earlier where I was like, I can't believe this name is coming up, is Jim Caldwell. Oh, because that man sucked as a coach, um, especially on the Lions. So to see his name pop up, as, like Doug Peterson was surprising, but he at least has a Super Bowl to his name. Jim Caldwell is has never had like a good team. And so to see his name pop back up was very interesting. Um, but yeah, so Jim Harbaugh has been talked about a lot, especially leading up to um, Matt Nagy being fired because he – Played for the Bears at one point, um, so a lot of people think that he would want to, if he comes back to the NFL, he would want to only do it with the Bears. Um, he has come out, or sorry, he hasn't come out and said, but there are reports that he's like, if the right opportunity presents itself, then yeah, I would leave and come back to the NFL. Um, there was, I believe, only like one report that mentioned. I believe the term was would be tempted. Yes, that's what it was. I was, gonna um, say, I was trying to think of it. <laughs> yeah. Now, there is only one report. Uh, that I've seen that said Ryan Day. Um, people were interested in Ryan Day. I don't know if he has any interest in leaving Ohio State. Um, somebody re- <laughs> somebody reported not, that he was... Not right now. <laughs> that, the, that the Bears were interested in him, and I I was ready to not be a Bears fan anymore, uh, if that's true. Um, and then Kellen Moore, uh, I think he's done a great job with the Dallas offense the last few years. Um I don't know if it would be best for him to leave that situation. I think he's in a really good situation right now. I think for him to leave that would... Uh, I'm not, not saying he would be a bad head coach at all, uh, yeah, but sometimes assistants do a lot better in, in certain situations rather than you know being out on their own. Um, so definitely interesting things to watch moving forward. Who do you think the first, first uh, team to hire a coach is going to be? First team to hire a coach. <clears throat> mm. Um, I I'm gonna have to go Dolphins just because, like I said, I uh, Twitter seems to think that they've got somebody lined up already. So yeah, um, Dolphins. I'm gonna go with Bears because we always make rash decisions and we make it really Ooh. really stupid decisions. So Ooh. Doug um, Peterson. Oh my God, he's hired before anybody else. Interviews. <laughs> When I tell you, I will burn my bear jerseys. I will burn my bear jerseys. He's probably wasn't there something going around um, that was viral of him, like asking players questions or something when he was interviewing them. I Just no in their idea. competitiveness or something. I, yeah, I'd I have to have to ask Jason about it. Um, but yeah, moving on. Uh, in the last of our football news uh, for tonight's episode. Uh, we had the College Football National Championship last night, in, in case you guys missed it. Uh, you missed a great game. Uh, Georgia. Georgia finally wins a, a national championship uh, after you years. a great second half. Is yeah. What um, the, the first half was literally all field goals. Uh, a little they literally more. have a picture of <laughs> Georgia's dog. I, I guess it's pronounced Uga. 
Aga. Aga? Oh, okay. I mean, you'd think <laughs> oh there'd be two Gs God. there. You'd think there'd be two Gs there. UGA? That's Uga. I don't want to hear it. Fuck Georgia. Should, I should have known better. You sound like a Scooby-Doo monster. Uga booga. It's, it's hard to pronounce with four teeth. Sorry, keep going. God damn it. <laughs> so, uh, Georgia. Sorry, Georgia. I didn't mean that. <laughs> I thought you were talking about my dog for a second. I was like, my dog's name is Laika. Like, what the hell are you talking about? No. And then I realized you said Georgia. Georgia. Uh, yeah, so Georgia wins by the final score. It's a sports podcast, not a George podcast. Get over yourself. <laughs> I will reach through this microphone and strangle you. <laughs> uh, so Georgia uh, wins by a final score of thirty-three to eighteen. Uh, they were down nine to six at halftime. Um, it was it was weird because you know both offenses were moving the ball really well. They just couldn't finish those drives off in the first half. Um, Alabama throws a pick six with just a minute left. Um, and that, that just sealed their fate. They, they were driving down the field trying to, you know, have one last shot um, through a costly pick six. Stetson Bennett was the MVP of the game. Uh, he went 17-26, 224 yards and two touchdowns. And it was funny, speaking of Twitter, uh, one of my good friends, Matt, um, was tweeting. He was just ragging Stetson the whole game. Uh, he was just like, oh, my God, bench him already. Just like. He had no remorse for this man, and it <laughs> the fourth quarter happened. And he goes, I think he like somebody told him I was tweeting about him, and he just <laughs> like just shut me up. Um, so he is your uh, yeah. national championship I had, MVP. I regret it. Um, Bryce Young uh, went for three hundred sixty nine yards, uh, one touchdown, and uh, two costly interceptions. Um, I am very excited. Um. For Dan Lanning to become the head coach at Oregon, um, after you know, I, I understand obviously Georgia and Oregon are going to have very different players, um, but just seeing how he's able to lead a defense, uh, especially after a year or two at Oregon, um, I think that's going to be a very scary defense to watch. Um, so I'm just I'm very excited as a fan. Uh, and Capital One Bowl Mania is officially over. Michaela Levitt is our champion. Uh, she won by two games. So congratulations to her. If you're listening, uh, please uh, email us um, your Venmo or PayPal, whatever information, so we can get you your your winning money. Um, And thank you all for playing. Uh, We look forward to doing more uh, competitions like that going forward with everybody. Uh, Sir, we got March Madness coming up. Oh, yeah. We want to do something with with the NFL, but we're, we're lazy and we don't really think that far ahead. Um, yeah. So maybe we'll do something for the Super Bowl. Maybe do some squares or something like that. Hmm. Um, some squares. But I yeah, like me some squares. I, I love some squares. Yes, sir. I never win, but I mean, oh, me either. It is what it is. It's fun to think I might. But uh, speaking of March Madness, uh, we have the NCAA. Ooh, I like that lead in. You're you're fucking yes, sir. smart. You are smart. I, yeah, I know. But you take the lead on everything. It is what it is. I'm just. This is my show. I know. You're just I'm here. Really not, I'm really not that, <laughs> that good. It just happens every once in a while. But, anyway, if George is done ranking me now, we have the NCAA men's basketball rankings. In all fairness, I did it first. Uh, number one, we have Baylor. Two, we have Gonzaga. Uh, good to see them back up top playing how they feel they should be playing. 
Uh, number three, we have UCLA kind of hanging around um, there in that top three all season. Four, we have Auburn. Five, we have USC um, still undefeated. One of the last. Are they the last team? I forget. There was. I know there was another team that was also undefeated. I don't know if that team lost. Uh, I believe Baylor's the only undefeated team. Baylor? I don't. Hold Baylor's on, undefeated. Baylor is undefeated. Then yeah, but that's what I was trying to think. If okay, so if Baylor's undefeated, then they were the other undefeated team. USC should still be undefeated if they're sitting ranked at fifth. Okay, you're right. They're thirteen and zero. I apologize, yes, sir. Thank you. I like. I should have known Baylor. I'm not sure why the second team was that difficult to figure out. <laughs> but um, by all means, um, but anyway, uh, number six we have Arizona. Seven we have Purdue. Eight, we have Duke after their big upset, um, or after, yeah, the big upset by Miami over them the other night. Um, nine, we have Kansas, and in the final spot of the top ten, we have Michigan State. Uh, as I stated, Miami upset Duke, 76-74. Um, that was very surprising. When I seen that, uh, we had talked about it on the show, and you and I previously, um, that I thought that this Duke team this year was going to be um, over the top and getting upset by Miami is. I mean, I think there's definitely still probably one of the best teams in college basketball. Oh, for the, sure. The, with the hell competitive the ACC is, especially in basketball, I mean, the top teams are always due for an upset, especially any given week. Um, so I'm not surprised that they lost the game. I think this, I honestly believe this will be the last game Last regular season game, they lose until they play UNC on the road, and yeah, uh, they play in UN like at UNC. I think that'll be the we only other game. They, I don't have three thousand dollars to sit in those yeah, seats. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I think Duke is a very good team. This is gonna wake them up. See, I see them maybe losing one more game in the regular season. Now tournaments and all that other stuff. That's a different story. Um, but yeah. Definitely, I think, one more regular season loss or due for, and that's it. For sure, for sure. Um, next, we have Indiana upsetting Ohio State uh, pretty handedly, 67-51. to 51. Um, The Big Ten's tough this year. Yeah, Ohio State lost twice this week, or this past week. Uh, Wisconsin also uh, beat them up. That's right, yeah. Um, but that was, that was earlier in the week, so that's why I didn't put it on here. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, we're in an all kind of podcast here. You say what you want. You're allowed to say what you want. It's free country. Uh, up next, we have San Diego State upsetting Colorado State. Uh, 79 to 49. Um, I thought I was reading that wrong at first, but no. 79 to 49. Uh, I would consider that um, convincing, to say the very least. <laughs> yeah, Colorado State was at ranked 20th. Um, I believe they were undefeated too. And then, yes, uh, they were. They were the third one. They were the team that I was thinking of that lost. Yeah, you couldn't Colorado think of Baylor, State but you could think of Colorado. I State. I couldn't think okay. of Baylor. Yeah, I, I guess Baylor was too simple at that point. You know, just like you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm elegant, not simple. Just kidding. I'm definitely simple. Uh, simple Jack. You made me lose my train of thought. You never go full I, I, retard. Simple Jack, dude. I was telling somebody <laughs> about that the one day, and I couldn't remember the guy's name. Anyway, before we get too far off track, because we always do it, <laughs> we have Texas Tech upsetting, upsetting Kansas. Um, 
a lot of upsets this week. 75-67, Oklahoma State upsetting Texas, 64-51, Oklahoma upsetting Iowa State, 79-66, and LSU beating Tennessee, 79-67. Very disappointed in all these scores ended in 69, just saying. What do you want me to do about Not it? nice. Not nice. Not nice. Not nice. Speaking but, of round ball going through round hoops. Oh, it's, uh, you were there. I, I, was, I was ready for it. I was ready for the, the, the stretch pass. Uh, we had some NBA news. Um, Clay Thompson returned on Sunday. It was great to see. Um, seeing you know, all the videos of you know him getting introduced, all the, the players and a lot of celebrities, you know, giving him their endorsement um, and congratulations for everything he's gone through to, to finally make it back. Um, watching it was him. Very Alex Smith-esque. Yeah. Watching him get introduced, uh, you know, pregame was, was something else. Um, it's, it's one of those sports moments where you wish you were there. Um, it wasn't a buzzer beater three or anything like that, but just, I, I got chills watching the video of, you know, uh, him getting introduced after what over or yeah, almost three years later. Um, after he got knocked out of the NBA Finals uh, with a torn Achilles, um, was ready to come back, tore his other one. Um, so my man's has just been going through it. Um, so it's good to see him back finally. <laughs> man's been going through Achilles. <laughs> so he's been going through. <laughs> uh, he scored 17 points. He had three rebounds. Uh, he only played 20 minutes. Um, so it was good to see him on the court. Uh, they played the Cavaliers. Uh, Curry led the way with 37 points, five rebounds, and five assists. Uh, they beat the Cavaliers 96-82. Um, give you some standing updates. Uh, in the East, the Bulls now have a two-game lead over the Nets. Uh, Miami is two and a half games back. Milwaukee, three. Philadelphia, four. And Cleveland is five games back. Um, so it's good to see Cleveland still up there in the mix, especially after losing uh, Ricky Rubio. Um, I definitely think underdog team of the year so far. Uh, I'm really hoping they, they can keep it going. Uh, they are a fun team to watch. Uh, yeah. Other other exciting news. I'm going to my first NBA game in February. I'm very excited. Boop, boop. Uh, love when work gives me free tickets to things, and they're giving me free tickets to the Hornets Heat game. Um, so I get to see wow. Jimmy Butler. Probably from the nosebleeds, but hey, uh, I, I'm excited nonetheless. Wow. Um, yeah. Over in the West. Uh, wow. <laughs> Golden State and Phoenix are tied uh, for the lead. Um, Jazz are currently three games back. Memphis, three and a half. Dallas, eight and a half. And Denver, nine and a half games back. Um, mm. So the East is a little bit closer than the West. Um, well, yeah, we live in the East. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. God. This episode is definitely the. <laughs> Probably the most natural episode we've done. Why do you always put on makeup for the other ones? No. Oh. Oh, that's right. You got you got your breast implants removed. I forgot. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that wraps up our NBA news. And now I'm gonna force Nick to talk about some MLB news. Yeah, this was a hundred percent premeditated and planned out. Um, the MLB and the Players Union is set to meet Thursday to hold a bargaining session to try and end the lockout. Um, obviously, I'm sure both, well, not I'm sure, I know both parties here would obviously like to get to 
get back to baseball. Um, so hopefully they can come to some sort of agreement uh, that works in their favor. Obviously, uh, baseball is a huge sport. Um, every day that goes by, one way or another, money is being lost. Um, so definitely something that I'm sure both sides are anxious to get taken care of. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I'm not expecting an agreement to come about from this meeting, but I do hope they at least make some headway. Um, the MLB has said that they're bringing a proposal that is supposed to not necessarily meet all of you know the, the players' needs or the wants, um, but definitely at least cater to that more. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping at the very least um, they can come to an understanding and improve the talks going forward. Um, that way we can get re- this resolved a little bit quicker. Um, and real quick, lockouts are fun. yeah, lockouts suck, especially in baseball, um, especially in the off season. So like, I mean, you definitely don't want your regular season to be impacted or even the world series or playoffs, whatever. Um, but we're, we're missing a lot of free agent stuff right now. And I'm really excited for that to, to come to an end here, hopefully soon. Um, before we get into our usual debate, we're going to introduce a new segment that we're going to do on every episode. Uh, Tuesdays, I will do this. Thursdays, Nick will do this. Uh, we're going to give you our favorite tweets from the past week. Um, so I have three lined up for you guys. Um, the other day, Oregon State, uh, they are remodeling their stadium. Uh, so they did a demolition on their one um, sideline. Uh, just blew up the bleachers. Um they tweeted out pictures of, of the demolition happening. Uh, Utah State, who beat them in the bowl game, responds to the pictures and goes, geez, guys, it was only a bowl game. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw that, and I honestly just laughed hysterically at my phone for like a solid Might be minutes. way too early candidate for tweet of the year. <laughs> I, I agree. And it probably uh, is going to go unnoticed. Yeah, I, We will also <laughs> be posting all of these tweets uh, on our Twitter um, so if you want to see what we're talking about, especially if it's images, uh, head over there, check it out, uh, follow us. And um, my my number two tweet of the week, uh, <laughs> after the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Colts, their Twitter account posted a picture of, uh, it was a gif of Elmo standing in front of the fire, just like waving his hands around. Um, legendary tweet, loved it. Uh, it absolutely <laughs> embodied all the chaos that they brought into uh, the last week of the NFL regular season. Definitely started it off one o'clock. They're like, "Yep, we're gonna shake things up a bit." <laughs> yeah, uh, loved it. And my number three tweet of the week uh, comes from Barstool Penn State. Um, <laughs> and it's funny because this is exactly how like Pennsylvania sports fans feel. Um, so it's the you know. Um, did, sorry, it's the uh, Gamora and Thanos uh, gif or uh, meme. Um, it starts off with, "Did the Eagles and Steelers book make the playoffs?" Thanos says, "Yes." What did it cost? <laughs> Thanos says, "Penn State's football season." <laughs> it's, it's funny to me because that's exactly how Penn State football fans would react, and just how over, especially and, like like that's exactly how I feel because I'm not a Pittsburgh nor Philly fan. So I could care less. The only PA team yeah. I care about is Penn State. And so Penn State, uh, of course, attaches to that PA football fans can't always have it all, which I, <laughs> again, just, just found hysterical. They never have uh, nothing. Not so, at all. Nothing. 
So on Thursday, uh, Nick will present his uh, favorite tweets from the past week. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, but moving on to our debate, um, we're going to give you our way-too-early uh, NCAA football rankings, uh, our top 10 for next year, who we think that the, the top 10 teams are right now going into next season. Um, obviously, with the national championship just last night. Um, Was it really? Yeah, I know. I can't believe it. I thought it was like a, a month ago. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, I'll give you my top 10 first. I'll go from 10 to 1. Uh, number 10, I'm going with North Carolina State. Um, I think they were a team right on the verge of, of breaking out this past season. I really love their head coach uh, out there. Um, they're returning a good amount of talent. I think that's going to be a team to watch next year. Um, so, North Carolina State, number 10. Number nine, going Oklahoma State. Uh, always a, a premier program in the pet, or sorry, the Big Twelve. Um, and uh, they they were a lot of fun to watch here in this, the second half of the season. Uh, they get the big Fiesta Bowl win. Uh, I, I think definitely a team to watch. I don't know if if Oklahoma is is going to be able to bounce back right away next year. You know, with Lincoln Riley leaving, a lot of recruits decommitted. Uh, they're not getting a lot of, of big name transfers. Um, so uh, I think the, or, uh, the Big 12 is Oklahoma State's to lose. Uh, number eight, I'm going Michigan State. Uh, love what Mel Tucker is doing up there. Uh, I think he has that program headed in the right direction. They're getting their quarterback next, back next season. Uh, I think that's going to be definitely uh, a team to watch out for. Um, might even you know, be a threat to Ohio State to win the, the Big 10. Number seven, uh, this hurts me to say, going with Utah. Um, they're re- returning Cameron Rising. Uh, and any, anytime you get your quarterback back, that is a huge, huge boost, boost to your team. Um, Kyle Whittingham is a great coach. I, I've said it before. I have a lot of respect for him. Uh, I, I enjoy watching him coach. Um, I, I think he's going to have that team ready. Um, now, it, it'll be interesting to see how they fare against USC in the South. Uh, a lot of people think that Utah's in the North division. They are not. They're in the South. So they have to compete with USC for the, the, uh, the Pac-12 South crown next year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if USC is ready to take the next step with Riley coming in, all these, you know, big name recruits, so on. Um, but for right now, I, I think Utah is definitely, uh, the team to beat in the Pac-12. Uh, number six, Texas A&M. Uh, right now, they have the number one recruiting class. Uh, Jimbo Fisher has that team pointed in the right direction. Uh, they had, of course, a big upset over Alabama this year. And, you know, I, I think with all the recruits coming in and a more consistent um, structure around the, their freshman QB from this season going into next year, uh, definitely going to be a dangerous team to watch out for uh, to compete with Bama for the, the SEC title in the West. Number five, I have Michigan. Uh, they're getting their quarterback back. Um, now, for me, this all rests on if Jim Harbaugh stays. If he leaves, uh, they, they need a big-name replacement um, to keep the momentum going that they had this year. Uh, so it'll all come down to that. Number four, I have Notre Dame. Um, love, love uh, Marcus Williams and everything he's doing up there as a head coach so far. Uh, you know, they stumbled late in the Fiesta Bowl, but really, I mean, to me, a lot of that was depth. Um, they're getting a lot of big names 
to, to come back next season uh, for one more year. A lot of their seniors, uh, they have a really big recruiting class coming in. Um, I think it's definitely going to be a team to watch next year. Number three, I'm going with Ohio State. You have C.J. Stroud and you have Smith and Jigba coming back, along with Marvin Harrison Jr. I think that's going to be a deadly offense uh, if their defense can you know, strengthen up a little bit in some areas. I think by far and away, um, the, the Big Ten favorite, maybe even the national championship favorite. Uh, number two, going with Georgia. Um, obviously, coming off the national championship, not a knock on them by any means. Uh, just I think, number one, I have Bama. I think Bama just has a better recruiting class. And Alabama as a whole, Nick Saban can reload every year and have that team ready to go. Um, Georgia in the past has, you know, had these really great teams that either made it to the playoffs or made it to the championship. Um, and they come out the next year and they stumble a little bit. I think Bama is just way too consistent year in, year out. Um, and that's why I have Bama number one. Ain't I ashamed? Well, we could definitely debate a little bit here because I don't have the same list as you do. Similar. Close. No, because you have the worst team in the Big Ten at number ten. Nope. As, or, I, I, I won't. I, I mean, I, I'll go on record and say best team in the Big Ten, but I don't actually believe that. Uh, just let me get to my damn list and you'll see. All right. Number ten. George said he thought about doing it. He wasn't going to do it. I decided to do it. One, uh, our quarterback's coming back. Um, well, hold on, hold on, pause, this pause. Discussion before, no, pause, hold on, no, 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 I want to make it clear, no, I just want to make it clear, I was not debating putting Penn State at 10, no, you were debating, I was debating yeah, Oregon at 10. yeah, I, I was, I, yeah just the way you phrased it, the way you phrased it, you were going to say that I was going to put yeah, Penn sorry, State at 10, no, yeah, I, that's not what I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, I did not, I, fix your I, shit, don't want to confuse the fans here, what I meant to say was, George was going to put his favorite team 10, I'm going to put my favorite 10, but the difference is, I believe it, so, anyway, defense, um, you know, we had young players show up and show out, especially towards the end of the season. Um, PJ Mustafer's coming back. We got a lot of uh, people coming back. Or I shouldn't say a lot of people, but a couple people coming back. I didn't think we would. PJ Mustard? That's a weird uh, name. That's, that DJ sounds like Mustard. A, that's a condiment, bro. <laughs> Mustafer. Don't even start with me. Don't even start with me, Mr. Um, first of all, how was putting Oregon at number four in your uh, preseason rankings, douchebag. I remember that. Anyway, and you know moving what? on. At some points this season, they look like the number four team. So don't give me that shit. They did it. It's not my fault. They didn't decide to bench uh, Anthony Brown the second half of the season. In the season, my team whatever. Yeah, and then James Franklin happened. Whatever, whatever. Here's whatever. <laughs> All right, uh, my number nine, uh, NC State. You know, I think they have a lot of momentum to carry over into next season. I think they're going to be good. Um, I'm not going to go into all the details like George did because you don't know. I would him. just be. I would just, well, one, I don't know him, and two, I'd just be repeating half the same stuff. So we're not even going to do it. Okay. It just doesn't sound like it. I do yeah. know some stuff. I like. It's hard for me to keep all keep track. Sky and Blue stuff. That's why I have you. <laughs> so I have you. Yep. Um. Yeah. Exactly. I make the predictions because I'm a G at that. You give me the teams I'm predicting. Tell me what they're about. That's why we're a great team. We go handy and handy. Number eight. Stop getting me off target. Off track. Number eight. Uh, I have Michigan. Um, 
I, I think I don't think they're going to be quite as good as, as George thinks they are. They definitely have some talent coming back. Um, but I think that, uh, one, Aiden Hutchinson is going to be a big loss on that defense. Um, you've seen when he was neutralized in the game, um, that defense struggled. Uh, number seven, I have Oklahoma State, uh, another team with some momentum to build off of uh, for this previous year. Texas A&M, um, probably my underdog, to be honest, uh, in the national championship conversation. Um, they have, uh, you know, we've seen them put a game together to beat Bama. Um, you know, they have a good recruiting class coming in. And, again, momentum to build off of. Uh, number four, I have Ohio State just because I couldn't give them the respect of being higher than four. Um, that offense is going to be even better. Well, I, I don't know if I want to say even better because that offense was scary at times. Um, but definitely uh, having uh, Smith and Jigba come back um, is going to be huge. Marvin Harrison, Mar- yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr., um, definitely going to be big. So, uh, Starvin Marvin. Starvin Marvin. Number three, I have Notre Dame. I think that's a team that's going to come out with a lot to prove and has a good recruiting class coming in um, to help bolster that effort. Number two, I have uh, Georgia. I did match Georgia on this one. Um, Kind of the same reason as George. Bama comes in every year consistently. Um, Georgia has had good good preseason looks and, and like George said, come out stumbling or just not looking as good as as what they um, normally are. So I, I think that the committee, uh, you know, if, if you got to choose who you think at the end of the year is going to be the national championship and it's, or be the national champion and it's Bama or Georgia, you're not quite sure. You're probably going to pick Bama. <laughs> so uh, with that being said, that is my top 10. All right. So uh, I think one and two, obviously we, we know Bama and Georgia. Um, Notre Dame and Ohio State are, are. I think Ohio State is just ahead of Notre Dame, just because of we know how good those receivers are that are returning next year, especially with Stroud. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're, you you have a high Ohio you, Ohio State probably, got that great offense. Notre yeah. Dame more defense, and I I think you're right. Ohio State, in my opinion, Ohio State's offense is more dominant than Notre Dame's defense. Um, so five, you had Texas A&M. I had Michigan. Um, I bumped Michigan down to eight. Yeah. So I, I would, I would agree with probably Michigan. I would, I would agree moving them lower. Um, Texas A&M, I had six. So we, we can put Texas A&M at five. Um, <laughs> you're doing it. You've learned. I was yeah. just thinking, shit, I'm not making any suggestions. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So Texas A&M at five. Utah had a seven. You had them at six. Um, so we, yeah, I, I don't mind putting them at six. Uh, Michigan, I, I, I would, seven. yeah, I would put Michigan seven. Uh, hold on, give me a second, guys. See, this is this is why we need like a third person on the side doing all this shit for me. Definitely. Um, so you have, you don't have Michigan State at all in your top ten. No, I had them at eight. But. I can tell you right now, I am not agreeing to put Penn State in this top ten. Okay, we can put Michigan State. I'll, I'll, I'll put I'll put Michigan State at ten. All right. And Oklahoma State at eight. You just hate Penn State. I just, 
dude, I need to win the natty and you'd be like, I don't know, man. I think it was a fluke. No, I would give them credit if James Franklin could somehow win a national championship. It just, I need to see one, who their starting quarterback is going to be and how well they're going to play in that system. Um, because I can tell you right now, if it's what's his name, I hate him all. Yeah, if if it's Sean Clifford, you guys are not winning a national championship. Um, but if you start another quarterback, I obviously just need to see how they play. It's it's like I said before we we started the show when I was talking about Oregon. Like, I I need to see how this our defense acts under Dan Lanning. Uh, I think it's going to be much improved. Um, I don't think it's going to be at the level of Georgia's. Um, but definitely improved, and I need to see who our quarterback's going to be and what our offense looks like, um, and if we're ready to challenge Utah, um, hopefully a hell of a lot closer than we did this year. <laughs> uh, so that that that's the main thing I have against Penn State and Oregon right now. Obviously, both of our favorite teams. Um, it's just I need to see more um, and, and see how that team functions. In, in the game, and Oregon does not have an easy test. Uh, they get Georgia week one, um, so. But at least we we get to see Woo-hoo. how. <laughs> yeah, like it, on one hand, it's like, oh wow, that that's rough. But you know, we have a chance to upset them, and two, we we get to see how we stack up to. Right now, the best team in the country. Now, obviously, they're going to lose a lot of players, you know, to the draft and all that, but. And until somebody wins a, a national championship next year, Georgia is the best team in the country. And, and you know, we, we could see how we stack up to that, to an, uh, a high-caliber SEC opponent. You know, we're bringing in an SEC coach in Dan Lanning from Georgia. Um, so I'm really hoping I can go to that game. But uh, I am, I'm excited. Um, you know, it, it, like I said, it'll be very fun to see where we stack up against them. Uh, it'll be a fun game to watch. So, in case you missed it, our our top ten together. Um, Nick, do you want to do the honors? I can do the honors. All right. Number ten. Number ten, we have the Michigan State Spartans. Number nine. I don't like saying. Number nine, we have the NC State. Hold on, give me a second. Give me a second. I'm terrible with mascots. Do you know what it is? Wolfpack. Wolfpack. I, I can I could see the guy I could see him like but like in the distance I couldn't. No, we're we're gonna do this in one episode. I've done this before. You just name off the team, and I know this team's mascot. Like I just, I love college football that much. I I can do it without even looking anything up. We'll make it a TikTok. All right, cool. All right, half of these Oklahoma State. Oh, sorry. Number eight. Number eight, Oklahoma State. These are the Cowboys, I believe. Correct. Yes, Cowboys? that's correct. Yes, yes Oklahoma right, State cool. Cowboys. Right. Number seven. Number seven, we have the Michigan Wolverines. <laughs> and that's with Jim Harbaugh. I want to make that clear. Number six. Number six, uh, we have the Utah Heat. <laughs> that was probably a lot louder than I thought it was going to be, but whatever. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> Number five, we have the Texas A&M Aggies. Correct. Correct. Yes, sir. I'm a G. Number four. Number four, we have the Notre Dame fighting leprechaun. I mean, Irish. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Number three. Number three, we have the Ohio State. I'm going to say Buckeyes for the family friendly 
aspect of this. Thank you. So, yeah. Even though, I mean, it might have been probably been said like five times already, but whatever. Number two. Number two, we have the Georgia Bulldogs. Not to be, or make sure you say that it is. What was it? Ugga. No, I said Ugga. No, it is Ugga. No, I said Ugga. You said Uga. Uga. Uga Booga. Uga, Uga. Sorry. Don't get us started. We're almost done. Don't get us started. (laughs) And number one. Number one, we have the Alabama Crimson Tide. Hopefully not. Hopefully by the end of next season, somebody that's not Alabama. I'd I'd take seeing Georgia as a national champion again. I don't want to see Bama again. No. I mean, I, I definitely again. I don't want to see them against in it Bama. together. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything against Bama or Nick Saban. I love them, uh, and the culture they built there. That's why they're so good year in year out. It's just I'm tired of seeing them win every damn year. Um, but yeah, no, Georgia won those. Won theirs. Uh, they they can take a back seat now. Let let another team win. Like like let's get Texas A&M up there, Notre Dame, Utah. Oregon, Penn State, like let's get some like wild card teams in there next year, you know? Yes, sir. Uh, UCF. <laughs> please, please. I don't. wonder what their odds are. Their preseason odds. They're way Probably out of be just because. Yeah, they're not. I mean, they lost their, their quarterback now. Uh, yeah. I think it'll be a couple years till they're they're that good again. Uh, yeah. But I've said that before, and then they won a national championship. Uh, <laughs> but. That wraps up our show for tonight. Uh, we obviously covered a lot. Uh, we love giving you you guys this information. Uh, hopefully in a, in a fun and entertaining way. Um, I don't know why I said it like that. I just felt like it. I don't know. felt uh, very aggressive. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Hannah says I need to work on my anger management. But... Could have done told you that. Yeah, I'm a bell. So. Exactly. But uh, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, uh, great news. I, I was supposed to mention this in the intro, but mm. um, I didn't. We are now on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts, uh, so you guys can find us there if you don't have Spotify. Um, head over there and check us out. As always, go check out our merch store, please. Um, Is the link in the link tree? Yes, link in link tree. Um, so yeah. Go to our link tree, check that out. While you're there, check out our merch store. Uh, check out our social medias. You know, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Um, give us somebody to talk to, or at least that will listen to us while we're just ranting on Twitter. Yeah. Um, as always. Oh, interact with us. Yeah. It's weird when just the uh, sex robots interact with us. Oh, yeah. I had uh, I cleaned my Twitter out yesterday and went from 15 followers to 7. It was terrible. I was like, dude, I, I've had this Twitter for like two months. How are this many sex robots following me already? <laughs> Twitter. All right. Social media. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna cut it right there. Uh you guys have a great night and we will see you on Thursday. See you Thursday, everybody. Who's got internet that's never lagging? Whose groceries do their own bagging? Who's got hair worth extra bragging? With pants that aren't too sagging. They only put up with a little nagging. Who's hotter than a fire-breathing dragon? Jack Wagon.